was a level headed dancer on the road to alcohol. And I was just a soldier on my way to Montreal. Where she pressed her chest against me about the time that you. What's up? Welcome into this week's episode of From Here It's Potable. This week, Brandon and I will be previewing the receivers, tight ends, running backs, and defensive backs. We're going to knock off a big chunk of the previews this week uh, as we get prepared for the season kind of snuck up on us a little bit and we only did two last week so we'll get these knocked out finish it up next week with uh, this and a mailbag and then uh, we're ready to roll with Houston Baptist so let's get started Brandon what's up Nothing much. Uh, busy Monday. It's getting a lot cooler in Lubbock. I'm very excited about that, and we're closer to kickoff. Uh, another right. big, big week for for us in this podcast. Uh, another good week. Another good episode coming out. I'm really excited. We're keeping up with it, and you know we're enjoying it. And uh, yeah, just ready to look at this this big group that we have in front of us. Yeah, no joke. Yeah, my uh, I had to go over and fix my uh, 90 and 91 year old neighbors' TVs the other uh-huh. day. And she told me that in two weeks is when fall will start in Lubbock. And she said she's lived here for 60 years, so she knows. So just go ahead and put that on the calendar. Fall, the cool weather will be starting in two weeks. So I just thought I'd, I'd give you a weather update. <laughs> no, yeah, we'll be in September when this, when this comes out. And also, <laughs> I'm more curious on if the TV needed to be fixed or was it? <laughs> Or was it something else? <laughs> uh, I mean, all I know is I pressed two buttons and two TVs were fixed. So whether, oh, there you I don't go. Know they, You'll take it. That's <laughs> funny. Need, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was quite the experience. That's for sure. But uh, anyway, so um, let's go ahead and, and look at the, to me, as I mean, I kind of got started as a receivers coach, so I'm always excited to talk receivers. So looking at this group, uh, one thing that stood out to me was that um, there's not a lot of production returning. I was actually yeah. kind of shocked when I looked. Okay, I, I do this to you every week. Guess, without looking, who do you think had the most catches that is returning this year from last year's team? Who had the most receptions? Izukanma. That's yes. There we go. How many yeah. do you think he had? Cool, like fifty-four. Forty-two. Okay. Oh, Isn't wow. that crazy? I was gonna go him, him T- or um. Him and Vasher tied with Vasher forty-two did. catches. Okay. See, I didn't know if I wanted to include Vasher, but you know, yeah, they, they tied sense. with forty-two catches. Who do you think led the team in receptions? Because he said they were they're returning, so I'm assuming somebody who left. No, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who I left? didn't even remember. I don't even remember this guy was on the team. <laughs> That's says more about me probably. Well, who, who was it then? R.J. Turner. Oh, R- oh, wow, really? Yeah, yes. Oh, Forty-five receptions. RJ. Yes. I just, oh, yeah, oh. he was great. It's just it was like one of those late ads, and I, it just kind of came and went. Um, wow. But yeah. Oh, so, dang. So I mean, you're returning. You're not even returning like a fifty-catch receiver, and. And I know me and you and several of the other guys on staff, like we're excited about this group. But when you look at it, you're excited about potential. You're not excited yeah. about production. Yeah, and I think 
I think in the bunch, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a couple 50 catch receivers, which uh, hopefully we can get this year. I think Eric's a guy that can do that. Yeah, there's got to be a. I'm thinking one of these young guys, like you said, the potential, the potential's there. Yeah. And uh, I know, like you said, we're going to be doing a big chunk and it's including the tight ends. I don't know if a tight end yeah. will necessarily lead in catches, but you would like to see maybe, a, you know, Travis Coons up there in receptions. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think, you know, I've been working on a tight end video and we'll get to tight ends here in a second, but they were missed a lot. And I'll talk about that here in a minute, but let's start with the outside guys. I've got okay. written down for outside guys, TJ Vasher, Jalen Polk, Eric Izukama, Loic Fungi, Trey Cleveland, JJ Sparkman. There's more, but those are the guys that I wrote down that I thought those guys, like they're probably going to play. We're going to see them mm-hmm. out there. So yeah, like I when I read. Seth Collins maybe too. Okay. See, I have a, I have a, column of both like who can okay, play gotcha. inside outside and he's in that group but yeah so like when i read that group like i think we both probably agree like izukam is the guy that you feel like you can count on there like he had 42 catches last year would it shock you if he had 84 this year if he doubled that number i'd be a little shocked just because that's a huge what does it say about the early guys and spreading the ball around but i mean i want him definitely past 50 closer to 60 yeah. Uh, but he is a young guy still. He's going to be a sophomore. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of weight to put on a sophomore when you have, what, three seniors at the top with Collins, Vasher, and, and McLean Mannix. Yeah. And, um, and you know, just some others, some older guys that like uh, Kishon Carter. And uh, I guess this is kind of seeing, and Dalton Rigdon, just seeing where their roles are. But strictly on the outside, I would like to see um, – Eric Izukama lead there. I'd like to see TJ Vasher lead there, but yeah, um, we'll see. I think he's more of a uh, red zone threat as we've seen him before. Yeah, not really a big play kind of guy. So, yeah, I would be much higher on him if if it wasn't for Corona and it wasn't for his academic issues. Because you know the short amount of spring we had, he was getting hyped up by the coaches pretty regularly. Yes. So, I mean, you you were probably at most of those press conferences, so you heard it firsthand. Yeah, it was very um, – I mean, it was very apparent that they were really, really loving what they were seeing from him because his track record hasn't been necessarily clean, as in he's always found himself in some trouble every almost every year or, you know, with Cliff, with a different staff. And, you know, and they were just really excited that he had kind of made made that, you know, turn that corner in his life. And uh, hopefully he still did. He still, uh, he still did. But um, I mean, the, like the talents there, as we've said before. Oh, no doubt. What about the young guys? What are some, like, if you had to pick one young guy that you were, you were betting the Solis fortune on, like this Mm -hmm. guy's going to make an M like over all the other young guys. And I'm not even saying statistically, like maybe he has like a breakout game. Maybe he has a big catch. Like if you were to put your money on a guy that we leave next season, we leave this season thinking like that guy made a difference. Who is that of those young guys who haven't played yet? Loic Fungi. I love, I love that that guy. I love that guy. Um, is that just the West be, Texas Brotherhood coming kind out? Kind of, but uh, <laughs> no, Midland. I, mean, I, have, I have some uh, uh, nieces and nephews that go to Midland. Yeah. And uh, I think they went to, to Midland. Uh, you know, Lee has the name change. He's, they're rebels. So right. the whole name change thing, but we'll see how that goes. And just uh, I think they're going to be really, uh, really excited to see Loic Fungi on the field as a Red Raider fan. And uh, 
I just I think the kid just off the field is just such a good guy. He's such a good kid yeah. that we've heard about. And just he's six four, two hundred and five pounds. He's I mean, he sounds like he's gonna be need some development like they all do. But I mean, right. even Coach Wells gets a big smile whenever you mention his name because he's just really, yeah. he really happy. Because that was a big landing for them. Oh they, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, to get him, and it was kind of, you know, it was one of those deals that took longer than they than they wanted, but they had to wait it out, and they they ended up winning that battle. So um, I'm really excited to see Loic on the on the field, especially with that name. It, I mean, it just sounds like a Texas Tech Red Raider. He sounds like a pro, like Kiki QT and yeah, you know, Loic Fungi. Once you get it down, it's fun to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I have held, I mean, I have kept it no secret. I'm a Trey Cleveland guy. Yeah. And he's going to, I mean, I just think there's, and I'm not, like, I was kind of halting. I was trying to halt the Izukama train last year because it's, it's pretty well documented that first year receivers, like first year big time receivers, they're playing, you know, 60 snaps a game it's just a struggle. It takes, it takes some time unless you're that blue chip, you know, guaranteed first rounder type. And so I just, I don't think he's going to come out and set the world on fire, but it wouldn't shock me if he had Izukama season from last year. So that, that would be my pick. Anything else on those outside guys before we move inside? Yeah. Where, where do you have Sparkman? Do you have Sparkman on the outside? I do. Yeah. Because I mean, he's a six-four rigger kind of guy. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he uh, if he also had a game like maybe Kashan had last year against Texas, right? To where just maybe it's just kind of like, a, yeah. Because I think it's just like a what the last I think in that athletic article they said four of the last five games will have Big Twelve implications. The one that was left out was the Kansas Texas Tech game, <laughs> yeah. and um, I think maybe somewhere like there you could see yeah. like a JJ Sparkman just kind of go off. So. Yeah. And it, and it also comes back to like what kind of injuries like tech has had pretty terrible injury luck the past few mm-hmm. years. So what happens there? Are these guys thrust into action type deal? I mean, I counted them whenever we, before we started going and it's 18 receivers. Yeah. I mean, Oh yeah. That's, that's insane. And we're not going to see yeah, all 18. That is a lot. No. And I don't, there's some of them that are, I wonder how long for this roster are there, are yeah. they, you know, some of those guys who haven't contributed and, and if they don't this year, are they told to look elsewhere? Are they see the writing on the wall and want to play type deal? Cause some of those scholarships could be used well in other places, but that's neither here nor there. So let's looking at the, the inside guy, you know, inside guys, the strictly inside guys that I have listed here, McLean Mannix, Dalton Rigdon, Miles Price. How's that? What does that list? How's that list sound to you? Miles Price, man. I'm excited for him. I think there's a lot of excitement for these young guys, and I think we're gonna. You're probably gonna hear that a lot today with these groups that we're mentioning that we're talking about. But yeah, um, it wouldn't shock Miles me if Price. Price, if he's your returner. Yes. Like yeah. I know, like I, I graduated from the colony, so I follow them, and I, I, I can just—I mean, it seemed like every game he had a punt or a kick run back for a touchdown. I mean, that's just the kind of athlete he is. Yeah, five ten, one seventy-five. He's gonna fit right in with those other guys, and uh, you know, he's he's gonna be hopefully your guy of the future once uh, McLean's yeah. out of there, and then once Dalton's out of there, and uh, uh, and then I'm there, excited I know about there's some Rick. guys. Yeah, yeah, Rigdon's gonna be 
Ricky's going to be an op- option again. I, I feel like a guy like McLean, Mannix, like I, I was disappointed last year, I, but I think that's my fault. I think my expectations were too high. Like I almost think you, sh- I should have treated him like a JUCO guy coming in, even though he was at Nevada. I just think there was a big, a big gap in scheme and, and talent competition. And so I think that it wouldn't shock me if he has a huge year this year after he was pretty hyped up coming into last year and kind of failed to meet maybe unrealistic expectations after a year in the program and a year um, kind of getting acclimated with everything. It wouldn't surprise me if he is your best slot guy. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised either. And uh, he has a lot to prove. And it'd be nice to kind of – because I know they're going to be switching out receivers because, I mean, they're still running the same Texas Tech offense, you know, fast and just kind of yeah. moving the ball down the field. But if somebody kind of solidified that, either either him or uh, Brigden, then you know, yeah. that'll make me feel a little better. And if it is him, then obviously it was just an adjustment period that from what we saw. Yeah, yeah and, and like, like I said, I'm excited about Rigdon. I mean, that's just pure speed, pure toughness out there. Like, you know, the coaches have mentioned he's got to work on his blocking and like being a former receivers coach, that, that was something I always told my guys. Like, if you can't block, you won't play. Like, it, that's a simple way to not see the field is if you can't block. And so I think that – uh, I think that he, he has the ability to do it and he's got time to do it. And I think his, he's too good to keep off the field, even if maybe he needs to improve that blocking zone. Uh, I yeah. think, you know, that speed is just something we need out there. Uh, it, because we ranked, Tech ranked 75th in explosiveness last year in Division One. That's not where a Texas Tech offense should be ever. And guys like Rigdon, guys like uh, Kashawn Carter, who I like in the slot, like you need those guys making big plays out of the slot to me. And, you, I mean, that explosive rating has to improve. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, I just – I'm looking at this unit and, and like, I know we're going to get to him, but, you know, we're leaving out, you know, the Seth Collins right now just because he's in that other category for you. But – um I, I thought you had a little more slot guys, you know, but then they moved Xavier White to running back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with when you play a tight end as much as they do. But, see, like, yeah. you know, I know they mentioned playing uh, 10 personnel. Mm-hmm. And to me, like, picturing Rigdon and Carter at your slot, I like that. I like those that speed at your slot position. Yeah, no, I like Kishon Carter's speed. But yeah, you mentioned the the both guys, the guys who I think can and will play both. And I've got Caden Leggett, Kashawn Carter, and Seth Collins. And, oh, I, and I think – sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I, I was just saying I think Seth Collins is kind of the forgotten man. Like, you know – Yeah, I mean, what's this, year six or something? I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm missing all of last year. But you know he, I mean, he made big plays here his first year here. He, uh, I can just remember a few catches like him going up and getting the ball. That yeah. I was like, Dang, I don't, I didn't realize. Like I can remember one specifically at Oklahoma State, Cliffs last year at that win. I'm like, dang, I didn't know he had that in him. Uh, and so you know, a couple of years in the strength and conditioning program uh, in the offense, I think does him well. I mean, Yost mentioned him and Bowman were you know communicating with signals and adjusting to play on the fly. And that's big to me. Let's see. I'm trying to think here because we don't know much about Caden Leggett. 
at least on field wise. I mean, I really don't know much about his play. Yeah. Or how he's going to fit what their plan is for him. And I mean, that was, I think, injury his first year, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or last year, one of those. But he hasn't seen the field that much. But um, I'm comfortable with Seth Collins and Kashawn Carter. I mean, Kashawn Carter is going to be insanely, insanely good. I think, you I mean, he has, I, I don't know, I don't want to say he's Jakeem Grant, but he reminds me sometimes of him. Yeah. A little taller, but. Yeah. He, doesn't, mean, ha- he doesn't quite have the lateral quickness that Jakeem yeah, had. Yeah, but, he, Not but he's just, you know, from point A to point B, he's super, super fast. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I would like to see him a little bit more involved. And I think that's just because maybe he's being outplayed, but would love to love to see him. And then Cameron Cantrell, we can't really forget about him, the Cantrell brother. Yeah. Maybe he maybe he has, a, you know, surprises some people. Yeah, but, we um, haven't heard. Have you – I can't remember hearing the coaches mention him. Can you? No, that, that might be something I ask Coach Yost next time for sure. Yeah. It's just uh, Cameron Cantrell. And he, I mean, obviously he's a legacy guy. I know they didn't coach Dylan, but, uh, you know, they still have to realize that that is a, you know, he's on the Cantrell's on the team. People are going to remember Dylan still yeah, oh yeah. around here. So Definitely. Yeah. You know, Tech finished 63rd in touchdown rate last year, which again, that's just not good. It's not good enough. And these guys stepping up, I think will be a, will go a long way into improve, into improving that because, like I said, it almost the receiving numbers almost can't be worse than they were last year. You know, I, I, I when I looked at the the stat sheet from last year, I was almost shocked at like the lack of production, the lack of numbers. So I think that can only get better. If it gets worse, we're in for a world of hurt, basically. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Like you can only go up really with this with this roster. Yeah. I mean, and with this group specifically, I think. Yeah, with this group specifically, yes. Uh, maybe the tight ends, my, you know, you got Connor Killian, who's been talked about a lot. I really like Jaden York. I really like I do, that. too. I, I do, too. I wrote down when I was writing these guys, I put Jaden York, keep an eye on him. Yeah. Like, maybe well, not done this with year. The, any receiver? Are you done with the receivers then? Yeah, we, let's just let's get to tight ends. I want to go for it. Yeah. But yeah, I wrote down. I mean, you know, he's a walk-on guy, but his his film is good. He looks athletic. Mm-hmm. But like I said, he probably won't contribute this year. But to me, he's a guy like moving forward. Keep an eye on him. Yeah, and then John Holcomb has been talked up a lot too by the yeah. coaches. Um, six five, two hundred twenty pounds, and then I'll, I've always been a Simon Gonzalez kind of guy. But you know, he got kicked off the team, or not kicked off, but suspended. Yeah, uh, some time back when we were still before COVID, because that was yeah. in person. We found that out, and then uh, but he's back, so that's nice to see. And then Travis Coons, I'm still trying to figure out, is he going to be a Big Twelve kind of receiver for you or tight end for you? Yo, I was encouraged by what Yo said about him putting on weight and yet also gaining speed. I mean, that's you don't really see that a lot. Uh, and you know, it, it made it sound like he was making, I mean, it, it's nice to hear that. Like he is no doubt about his, the no doubt about it starter at tight end. I mean, mm-hmm. they've come out and said that, like he will be your tight end. And so to me, that means like he won that job. And now you're wondering, 
to me, that's almost why I think they're going to be playing more 10 personnel is because I don't know if they trust any of these other guys yet to give Koontz a break. And so then instead of putting one of them in, they'll put another receiver in. Yeah, like one of those big body receivers. Yeah, or just spread them out and go fast. Just kind of go, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think Koontz is I, – I I'm excited because I think Koontz made some good plays last year and, I, you know – and sometimes it takes Juco guys a year to kind of acclimate. Um, and, you know, one guy we haven't mentioned, speaking of, speaking of Juco, is Jason Lloyd, who, you know, Yost said was like a Christmas present that just showed up. <laughs> <laughs> they never saw him in person. Uh, he just showed up. And, and like we've talked about a few times, his Juco highlights are unreal, but it looks yeah. like he's playing against like me and you. So I don't really know like what to expect. Yeah. I also was going back to Travis – was kind of speaking about it was the first year we've had a tight end since what Jay Samara. Yeah, I mean Cliff started running some H back stuff, but yeah, pretty much. But pretty much the tight ends was a new concept to these guys, to almost every guy on the team. Pretty much, you know, we're running a tight end, especially the quarterbacks who weren't used to having a tight end in there that much. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know Tyler Carr and Connor Killian were were here for those days, but now you're running a traditional, you know, tight end 11 personnel kind of, kind of gig here. And uh, I mean, they have what, like six bodies in there. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. That's pretty solid. And you got, you know, your two seniors and Koontz and Killian yep. and the rest are young guys. So, yeah. Yeah. To me, like Killian's your guy. Like, I think he, I think you can put him in for Koontz if, if you're going to be running the ball. Yeah. Because that's how Cliff used them too. Cliff used them as kind yeah. of an H back fullback blocking guy and so i think killian like if you know hopefully we're in there trying to kill games run out you know it's the last couple minutes we're trying to get a first down like i think you can throw killian in there and he'll he'll be able to help you out um but yeah like i was saying when we were talking about receivers the the i think the tight end would have been much more productive last year but in the few games that Bowman played and, and you know in the majority of the season that jet played they just almost seem to not see the tight end yeah. So I think an, another year of getting used to that body being there and the routes that, that, that they run will be good for them. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think about – because last year we saw Dante Thompson obviously a lot, and he's obviously gone. Um, he, he made some plays for you, but he just didn't look too comfortable to me in there. And I don't know if that's just, you know, me, you know, being too critical or, or – or whatever, but um, I think Travis Koontz, he might have a breakout year. I mean, he looked great in his uh, community college film, and it's kind of like Jason Lloyd did. I mean, yeah. Well, and, and Koontz had an offer from TCU, so I mean, it's not yeah. like we were picking off the scrap heap with him. No, no, and, you, and you're just trying to find a guy that could give you some productive years. And uh, that's another thing to keep in mind with, with these guys is they do have these chance to come back for three years. And I'm thinking if you're a Juco guy, maybe you wouldn't mind taking that third year and getting, you know, more exposure just in helping yourself because he would have done two and two, but now it's possibly two years in Juco, three years at a, you know, in a big 12 football. So yeah, he may not necessarily leave. So. Yeah, no, I mean, he, he's a guy like the coaches seem like it's his job. He's won it, so let's see what he's capable of. Yeah. And, 
you know, on, he the, can, on the board. He can block, like he said. Sorry to cut you off again, but like oh, you no, said, no, no, no. it's kind of critical for them to be able to block. Obviously, you're a tight end. But yeah. 6'5", 255, if he can learn the ability to block, then you can really disguise your run your run plays and you don't have to say, hey, Connor, go in there. And it's like, oh, and I think they're about was, to run the ball. He was good at blocking last year. Yeah, I, I didn't have any problem with that, the, the film that I've watched. Um, you know, and, and before we posted this, or before we recorded, I posted on the board, you know, if anybody had any questions or whatever for the preview. And Mr. Root asked, um, why do you think Cliff didn't recruit tight ends after, after the success he had with Jason Morrow? And to me yeah, – That's a solid question. I think it just goes back to the thing that we've talked about on the board and me and you have talked about is I'm not sure there was really a plan with recruiting – under cliff as much i think it was like let's go find some good players and hope they come to tech you know and obviously i'm 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 you know minimizing obviously what was done but i i do think it was i think if cliff wanted to go out and recruit a big body tight end he would have but it was almost like well that was nice now i want to try this or uh, well, I don't really, I don't really think we have a chance with any of these big name guys. So I'll just go do this. Like I, I just think, it, yeah, it's something that I really don't understand. Is like, oh, I don't have a chance. Like, might as well throw your name in the hat. Yeah, I mean, and that could be said for the majority of the Cliff area recruiting. Like, we're really just left with more questions than answers. <laughs> so yeah, and uh, I was going to mention I, too. I think he might have said some points in recruiting was like, okay, I got my arm. That's all I need. Like, he'll make them look good. Yeah. Whoever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it was just came down to like, he didn't really care. He was going to make it work. Your dog's pretty happy with her. (sighs) Yeah. He's going insane. (laughs) I'm sorry about that. Oh, no. You're all good. We can tell all the dogs hello. Earlier, uh, whenever we released this, we did the Matador report. Ben's dog was wanting to say something. Maybe they just (laughs) don't agree with our hot takes. Yeah. They want to feature on the podcast. Mr. Root also asked, what are your opinions on the two committed tight ends? How many twin towers sets is Yost going to run with those guys? Um, I'm high on them. I think they're very good. Um, I think the size is awesome. And I know, um, like, they're not only large, but, you know, they're, they're athletic. They, they are the tight end prototype. That, and Coach Yost has said this himself, too, that that's the kind of David Yost tight end that they're looking to that they're looking to have here. So uh, I'm very excited for those guys because now they're they're recruiting their guys, you know. Yeah. Like and as so. far as like the twin tower sets with two tight ends out there, maybe in three years you see it, you know, but I I don't think it ever becomes like a staple of the offense. Like there yeah. may be you may see you may see like four or five, six plays a game in a couple of years, but I don't think I think you have too much talent at the at the receiver position. Like I don't know if those guys are going to be better than Miles Price in mm-hmm. two years or um, you know or low like fungi. Like I don't think you want to be taking receivers off to put another tight end wrong. Like I said, that's a good problem to have if you're trying to yeah. you know if you've got so much talent, you got to figure out how to get them on the field. But just in today's age of offense, I just don't. I don't think it becomes a staple. I just think it becomes maybe a, a thing you do a couple times a game in the red yeah. zone. 
I'd like to see it sometime. It, I think it's it could be one of those fun like okay, but they're they're doing it kind of yeah. Deals. Like when Cliff <laughs> when Cliff would like get under center with Pat or something. You always knew something yes. crazy was happening. Okay, so enough tight end talks. I know everybody loves a good tight end talk. So let's look at uh let's go to running backs, which to me is one of the, I mean started as one of the positions I I'm posting you know, in the early summer and spring, just like, what are we going to do here? Because yeah, this is not good. Like we have one division one level running back. Is anybody else seeing the problem here? And <laughs> luckily Wells and his staff also saw it and fixed it. <laughs> adding Jadarius Townsend, moving Xavier White, you know, obviously adding Taj Brooks in the signing class, but that turned, that went from like a glaring weakness to I'm excited pretty fast yeah and i'm excited i mean i'm ex- xavier white we saw at receiver before he got injured i'm excited for taj brooks and uh Chidarius, both new guys one one being from alabama and taj coming in a big red raiders supporter ever since he committed and uh and sir roderick yes you know and you, you do feel yep. a little more comfortable because you lost tajon henry and you're kind of asking questions and Jax Walsh, you know probably wasn't going to be a huge factor but he he up and left too for for law school and uh, you know they're all they all kind of found their own spots elsewhere, which yeah. are you know good for them. But what are we going to do? And then you go and add Jadarius Townsend, who immediately was one of the fastest guys in practice yeah. at six foot two hundred pounds. I mean, so is Sir Roderick. Sir Roderick's a little heavier, but I mean, yeah. that's a, that's a big man still kind of coming at you. And Sir Roderick make makes people miss. Like that's my favorite thing about him. Like it, we can miss a block. There could be a missed assignment. You know, there could be just a blitzer that beats um, a down block or something. And and he – like, there's – like, I feel good about him making that first guy miss. Even at his size, I mean – the or, and people just bounce off of him too. Like, I just love watching him run the football, which is why – like, another – like, it was just surprising to me. I'm going to put you on the spot again. Um, how many how many rushing yards do you think he had last year? He Roger? Yeah. He wasn't over a thousand, right? Nope. Okay, I couldn't. I couldn't remember if he did or not, but I'm gonna go six fifty six. Okay, he had seven sixty five. Dang it! All right. Okay, but but you know, to okay, so he he went from he went eight rushes against Montana State, eight rushes against UTEP, seven rushes against Arizona. Oh wow! Thir- yeah, thirteen against Oklahoma, twelve against Oklahoma State, twenty eight against Baylor. <laughs> <laughs> so from OK State, because did they did they won in OK State? Or no, right. no, 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 no. Yeah, no, they beat Oklahoma State. Okay, I can remember that, but that was Cliffs guys too, right? Or no? What do you wait? What? What do you I'm mean? I'm getting my I'm getting my seasons confused because we did beat Oklahoma State. Well, we have beat we have a winning streak over Oklahoma State right now, Brandon. I'm not sure if you realize. So we have beat them wait, twice. Really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so, I covered the team. It, lots happened. Okay. <laughs> but, but oh wow, I, this to me. It goes back to the receiver thing. Like I said, like I'm excited about receiver, and then I look at the stats, and I'm like, okay, this is more of a projection than a, well, this guy did it last year, so we can assume he'll do it. I mean, I, I the way Sirotter ended the year, even playing hurt, like, I mean, he was hurt, banged up towards mm-hmm. the end of the year. And, you know, against Texas, as banged up as he was, he rushed 16 times for 86 yards and a touchdown, you know, and he couldn't even finish the game. And so – you know, I, I know that he will be good, but again, it's, I mean, he hasn't rushed for, you know, 
I don't, to me, you know, a thousand yards is kind of that mile marker. But you also got to give it to him that you said Montana State, Arizona, Oklahoma, and OK State. Yeah. If you hand the if you hand her the ball those twenty seven times, he's over a thousand yards. Oh yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, especially against Montana State, you could have you could have racked up you know two fifty there. Yeah, he, I mean he had twenty nine <laughs> yards against Montana State, forty five against El Paso, UTEP. Oh yeah, UTEP. Forgot about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you hand him the ball. He's yeah. A, he's a thousand yard guy. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a, like to me like you mark him off. You're not worried about it as long as we stay healthy. That's your every down back to me. Where it gets exciting is guys like Chidarius Townsend and Xavier White. They, the first thing that comes to mind when I see those two names is versatility. Yes. Like I'm excited at what Yost can do. Do we see some motion, like motion them out of the backfield? Do we see uh, them, you know, do we see him use them in the passing game, not just screens and, uh, you know, not just screens and, just little flare passes, dump, you know, bailout passes. But do we see them, you know, motion out to the slot and run an actual route? Because they're both – they both have played receiver in college. They've both – you know, Xavier White, before he got hurt last year, was like our big play threat. Yeah. I mean, like, I, we, we desperately missed him when he got hurt. You know, who would have thought, you know, a walk-on, Juco walk-on from, you know, being from Lubbock was a great story. But, I mean, he could play. You know, in, in those games before he got hurt, he was to me he was our our big play threat, and so I'm excited to see. I think your your two big play threats both could line up in the backfield and do all kinds of stuff for you, and so I'm just excited to see what they do there. It's even more exciting because how many threats you have. It, it's almost as exciting as how I feel about the Dallas Cowboy offense. Yeah. With, as, you, as you're wearing your cowboy Michael, shirt yes. right now. <laughs> you know, and just like, I mean, you see the weapons. It's like, okay, you, you're going to guard TJ Rashford. Okay, well, we can't double him because Eric Ezekam is over there. Yeah. Uh, okay, we can't double him or, you know, even get a, get a safety on him because we got we got to watch Seth Collins or, you know, Sean Carter in the slot. Right. Oh, here comes Jadarius Townsend motioning out. Right. Who oh, you got is, a linebacker on him. Who is – speed like, i mean mm-hmm. like that is speed like what what is the defense gonna do and i'm excited yeah. for a defense like baylor who has a defensive-minded head coach who's yeah. gonna be like who's gonna have to handle that too and just kind of see see how they do use these weapons and you know i'm going to xavier i mean i know you have depth at uh that receiver we mentioned the three solid in our opinion three inside guys if you get comfortable enough and Taj Brooks might step up and they still have, you know, a couple other guys on the team. Uh, Chucks is one of them. Yeah. Uh, maybe if you do need him, you do move him back outside to, to, you know, outside yeah. receiver, you know, and the, like you said, though, he, Xavier is a playmaker. Um, I'm hoping that Jadarius is a playmaker, but uh, Sir Roderick is the solid guy there that I'm always excited to see and shifty guy and, he also has power to run you over a little bit. Oh yeah, he's he's a stud. I mean, he yeah. he does everything well, and you know, yeah, and, I, you know, guys like this. It's we'll get to it next week. Obviously, we're talking the guy like Sir Roderick. He can take a lot off your quarterback, a lot off your your offense. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, and you know something that is overlooked often when you're talking about running backs is, you know, Xavier White's going to have to learn the pass protection. Oh you yeah, Chadarius played it at played running back at Alabama, so I'm not super worried about him. But 
you know, Taj Brooks and Xavier White, I don't want them playing if, if they don't know what they're doing in pass pro, you know, and I, I'm Bowman or whoever's playing quarterback doesn't either. And so yeah, that, that's something, protected. yeah, I mean, that's something that gets overlooked, but you know, is, but I want to see Xavier White matched up on a linebacker out of the backfield. I want to see Chadarius Townsend matched up on a linebacker out of the backfield. You know, I want to see two back sets with Sir Roderick and Chadarius back there and just see what Yost can do. I'm just excited to see what's going to come of these players. Yeah, it's a, like you said, it went from a solid group that were kind of in the shadows about, it was kind of scared to peek out at them. Now we're full on in the sun, taking, taking them in. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I'm like, all right, we got players. Let's mix it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got anything there? Let's, you want to go to DB? Because we got some questions on the DB front too. Yeah, yeah. for time's sake, I mean, DBs, there, there's a lot to cover there a little bit. No, yeah. no pun intended. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, so like real quick, I just want to – just my. I, I wrote down the guys who I thought would see the most playing time. And the things that stood out to me was, one, Adrian Fry back to corner, two thumbs up from me. Put a guy where he plays the, the best. I think you're really good at safety, which is good considering how completely terrible you were there last year. Uh, like, we'll, we still have to see it play out, but you've got the guys there, which is step one. And then uh, at nickel or at that uh, – uh, I forget what they call it. It's not Raider. Spur. At that Spur. Spur spot. Two of my favorite guys on the whole team in Zach McPherson and Adam Beck play there. And so, you know, you went from being so bad last year to I am – I need to see it, but the pieces are there this year. Yes. And – um you mentioned it. Zach McPherson was kind of that other corner corner position out there, moving to nickel. Uh, I'm really excited for that. I think he's a guy that you're not too scared to move him around, uh, like I mean they did with Adrian Fry. And hopefully it goes better than that. Safety. Yeah, exactly. And I feel more comfortable with this. So, uh, and then Adam Beck, like you said, is another key uh, key player there. And at safety, I don't know if you saw on Twitter. Um, there was a tweet with number eight. It was was the captions like, "You got to pay attention." Number eight. Number eight is, um, you know, Eric Monroe, the LSU safety transfer. Oh yeah, picking if off. He can stay healthy. Columbia. Yeah, <laughs> it looked like a bad throw or like a bad route. Something had happened. I think the thought, receiver thought, fell down. I saw. Yeah, it. I think the receiver fell down. Yeah, they got like tangled up, and then, you know, but uh, that that's the kind of play you got to capitalize on, and yeah. that's the kind of play that can turn a game for you. I mean, I'm so. think I'm sitting here thinking about when uh, Tech was playing TCU last year, and Duggan, the TCU quarterback, just throws it up. Oh yeah, in the secondary, and I think it was Fry got like two hands on it, should have picked it off, and then just tipped it backwards to the TCU receiver. You know, mm-hmm. like those are the plays you have to capitalize on. Yeah, yeah, you can't let those plays pop up, and you got to you know minimize them at least and. Eric Monroe, but I'm excited for Eric Monroe a ton. Um, yeah, I was talking to Ben a little healthy. bit, and yeah, Data Sog. That's yeah, that's what we said too. Overall, when you're looking at this whole team, it's got to stay healthy. Really excited about Eric, but then also really excited about the freshmen, and I feel like we sound like broken records. 
I mean, this coaching staff has done a terrific job on paper with these freshmen. Yeah. And what they can they do. Just and Alex play. Hogan. Alex Hogan and Adam Beck, I think, are two great guys that are going to be solid for you. They, they got playing mm-hmm. time last year, and um, they're just going to be really, really good for you. To Beck is just a football then, player. Like, yes. They had Beck playing linebacker, corner, safety. I mean, he, he just plays. And so I'm excited to see him, in a, like, hopefully get nailed down in a spot and excel. And then Jamarcus you know, Ingram. We, yeah. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. Yeah, Jamarcus uh, Ingram at corner. Yes, and from what Patterson has said, they're really excited about him, and really South really, Oak Cliff. Yep, really like what he brings to the corner position, and he's also a guy that can be play spur and raider. And yep, these guys can play a lot, a lot of different places. But I think the good thing about this and having this much depth is a lot of these guys are going to find their homes on the field. Yeah, and well, if and they're and healthy. Yeah, and it reminds me of what you said about the offensive line. They cross train, so like yes. they're going to get the best, the best five or six or whatever they're running at the time. They're going to get the best defensive backs out there, and make it work. And then, you know that kind of goes to Hug Mug asked, you know, what was the reason for moving McPherson from cornerback to nickel? Um, you know that move didn't work out last year for Fry, um, and McPherson seemed to excel at corner, which he did. I mean, I think he was your best corner last year. Um, yeah. And I and so I think moving him to nickel, you know, I think that'll help when you play in Iowa State with those big tight ends. Like I want somebody like McPherson, this long physical athlete on a on a tight end like that. I think it helps when you're playing, you know, those quick slot receivers because he's like I said, he's a good cover guy. Um, but I also think you're excited ab- about Fry Ingram and Hogan and even the freshman Nate Floyd at corner. And so, like I said, if you're trying to get your best five out there and Fry and Ingram are your best corners, you got to find a place for McPherson. And I think that's where that comes in. Yeah, and I'll, I do – I'm a big fan of that kind of, um, you know, mentality or that kind of thinking of let's put our best five out there. Because if they are talented defensive backs, they can play wherever they really need them. And then you obviously you put your guys that do excel at safety – the best at safety like like uh, Monroe yeah but also at the same time if any if it does come down to it Adrian has experience at safety and uh, coach Patterson has said that before you you want to keep him at corner yeah but uh you know he's had experience at safety yeah yeah and Red Bam Bam speaking of safety he asked um it's Thomas Thomas Leggett invisible this year never hear his name being mentioned I thought he made some nice contributions last year yeah also, Beck really impressed me on the blitz last year. Could he be a hybrid? And, yeah, he is playing that spur, that hybrid position, and it wouldn't shock me if, if necessary if he had to play linebacker because he did last year. But to Leggett, I know Patterson in his press, press conference mentioned Leggett as a guy who, yes. who was contributing, who was playing, getting a lot of reps in practice. But I do think he's your third safety, which I think exactly. is a good thing. Because as, as I agree, I think he did make some good contributions last year, but we also saw how terrible the safety play was. And, yeah. and he was back there a lot for that. So I think you got Monroe, and I think you got Fields, and I think you put Leggett and Taylor back there as your third and fourth guys. And that's a deep, that becomes a deep group when Leggett is your third guy instead of your number one guy. Yeah, it takes a, it, it kind of shifts. It shifts a lot. I mean, even Kobe Miner 
as a freshman right. that uh, I'm excited to watch. But yeah, I would agree. I think uh, Dadrian Taylor. I, I think uh, Daquan Watts. Yeah. Uh, both Wattses, I mean, Cameron and yeah, Daquan. But yeah, Cameron and Daquan. They can both play safety. They can both play corner. But yeah, I think Thomas Leggett is going to be a third, fourth. I like Adrian Taylor a lot. Yeah. And they call him he, Rabbit on the team. I, I like him a lot. He's made a lot of plays in the, the videos that Tech has released. Mm-hmm. He, and obviously, he just, I, one last thing on Thomas real quick, but you know, I, I really want him to have a, a solid season just because he's been a guy that's stuck around and you know he's been through a lot himself and and he's just really nice guy to talk to too at pressers and stuff. So you're, you're I'm kind of rooting, you know, I'm rooting for him to have a have a solid year when he does see the field. Yeah, and I and I think he is, I think he is good. I just think he got thrown into the fire last year with yeah b- between injuries and between you know a new system and and I mean just the fact that Wells replaced the secondary coaches. I think that says a lot too. Um, and so I you know I I just think. I think we'll see news, you know, some some better play from those guys, you know, and that's what B. Bardwell asks, like, what is your confidence level in our DB's ability to stop the big passing game? And just for reference, we were 109th in explosive drive rate in the FBS last year, which is we saw it, we lived it. It was yeah, terrible. I was gonna say you you could see it play out like in front of you. You knew you knew like okay, this deep like. Uh, I don't know, give me a team like Kansas State or Iowa State. It's like they complete one big pass, they're rolling. You're not you're not stopping that train. Oh no. It, well, I mean it deflates me you. you. I mean, like whenever the ball was in the air on a deep throw, I just assumed it was caught. Every time. When my like, didn't you? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, no, I mean I mean, it, so we were 100 and Tech was 109th in explosive driver rate and 81st in defensive TD rate, both terrible. And to me, that all comes back to secondary play. I mean, I can, it's like we said, I can just picture, and I kind of went over this in my main, the video I made with about Eric Monroe, you know, just guys running wide open, like not a defensive back in sight. I don't even know how that happens. Like, that wasn't happening on my, you know, JVB teams, freshman <laughs> B teams. Like I, I just don't understand how you could, at a Division One level, miscommunicate as bad as they were. And so I think not only does a guy like Monroe help with his actual ability on the field, but just a guy back there who can direct traffic. And at least if they're wrong, they all can be wrong together instead of four guys being wrong in four different ways or five guys being wrong in five different ways, you know, a leader, a center field safety back there can at least make sure if we're wrong, we're all going to be wrong together. So at least we're all, we're not letting someone run wide open, you know, down the middle of the field. And those are plays that, and it sounds kind of stupid to put out there, but I mean, that lose you the Baylor game. That And the Kansas game. game. The Kansas game, and obviously there was some other things going on there that you shouldn't have happened. But the big chunk play is like what I think Baylor converted a huge third down one time in like crunch well, I mean, time. Think, yeah, I mean, just think of that last drive from the two to yeah, the, wasn't it the one? Was it not a ninety-nine yard? It was. Oh yeah, yeah. After the sack, it was. Yeah, and, 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 and granted, of, uh, the big you know the big the big third down play was on Rico, but you know. Still, I mean, that whole yeah, drive was 
the still this big just if you have and and that only helps you get that only gets your linemen to get to the quarterback. It gives them a lot more time. And it sounds it sounds like I said it's kind of obvious when you say that, but if they just simply cover, and that's going to give enough time for Eli Howard, Tyree Wilson, um, Nelson and Banasor just to get back there. Yeah, and that's what and, you need to do. And we kind of talked about that last week that the whole yeah. chicken and the egg thing. Like, does a pass rush help a secondary, or does a secondary help a pass rush? You know, in reality, it, it kind of depends on the play, and they work together. But I mean, the, the as as not as I don't want to say as bad as the defensive line was last year, but you know, as much as the the defensive line struggles to get to the passer, as having a bad as bad of a secondary as we did last year didn't help. And so it can all you know just just covering for that half second longer should help the D line increase that sack rate, which getting pressure on the quarterback increases the turnover rate. You know, and 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 for as bad as the secondary was you know, covering the deep ball last year, they actually produced more turnovers than you would imagine based on the numbers. And so I think you, you still need that, you know, you're, you're going to take some chances because turnovers are kind of the name of the game. You get turnovers, you typically win. And so, you know, and Patterson talks about it, they are going to play aggressive. And so that's, I mean, that means you're going to get beat sometimes, but you cannot get beat as often as they did last year. And so, you know, just going back to Bardwell's question, my confidence couldn't get any lower last year. So I would say like, you know, if we're on a one to 10 scale, you know, last year, let's say last year going, you know, halfway through the season, I'm at a one. Well, I'm at a four now. And hopefully hoping that improves <laughs> where are you yeah. in one to 10 scale confidence wise i'll give it a five okay but uh I, you're losing doug coleman who i don't think is appreciated enough for last year's what he did last year and i mean he he had the whole kansas thing that that happened that nobody wants to be remembered for you don't right. want to Which see that picture fair. isn't fair it's not fair all. it's not fair because somebody but it happens, probably so. Somewhere in Lawrence, that picture is probably somewhere. No, oh, yeah. Of like, you know, first Big 12, less miles. This is where we turned it around, blah, blah, blah. But the whole year, he was picking passes off left and right. Oh, yeah. He had eight. He had eight, I think, eight interceptions, which is phenomenal. And I mean, and you need somebody to pick up on that, you know, pick up the slack. And so that's where I think a guy like Dadrian Taylor comes in, who seems to be in the clips from practice, just finding the finding the ball left and right. Yes, yes. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, the Eric Monroe little interception. So, I mean, that just kind of gives you a little bit of hope of like, you know, maybe we can get this turnover ratio to where we do want it. Uh, Maybe we can get pressure on the quarterback. Maybe, you know, everybody can just kind of play as one, which is ultimately the goal. Right. And, 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 you know, we we see a lot of uh, progress in the young guys. Yeah. And we watched it for years with – with Cliff and Gibbs, the whole, you know, don't get beat approach where you're 10 yards off the receiver. And that oh, didn't man, work. I hate, I hated that. I, oh. And so I think we've got a group now who is athletic and long, you know, and I can quick stand enough. that, man. I, oh, I know, oh, but man. I think we've got a group now that can, <laughs> yeah, no, that, that can be, that can be Bad physical. Memories. Oh, yeah. very bad. But they, they can be physical. They can get up in your face and press coverage. And, you know, they've got recovery speed, which means, like I said, you're going to get beat. But 
you're at least going to give yourself a chance, which yeah, in the Big 12, I was going to say, the, yeah, with the receiver talent, you know, you're not going to kind of ten yards off and going to do anything, and you just don't look scared. Yeah, just don't look scared. Just go out there with confidence and just do your job. And like every coach says, move on to the next play. Yeah, you know, and sometimes you know that's easier said than done, especially when you do give up third and twenty-five. You know, right. For some yeah. reason. And also something we haven't talked about is this is a younger-ish kind of group. They do have their senior leaders and their junior leaders and stuff. But um, you want to see overall the discipline needs to be there. Yeah. We haven't talked about penalties. You know, are they going to – because I know some of these guys, especially some of these transfers from some highlights that I've seen, some films, they love, they can hit pretty, pretty dang hard. Yeah. Except can Eric keep his head up or, uh, right. you know, can Eric not, you know, target, you know, just yeah. kind of get used to that. And you, you want to see them play overall discipline football. And if they can prove that early on, that's why you, you, you know, this year's going to be a little different because you go from Houston Baptist to Texas or, you right. know, or I guess they come here, but you know, you go from Houston Baptist, then you host Texas. You have one game to kind of say, okay, well, you can't do that. The conference play just starts two weeks. Right. You can't be doing that against Texas, right? You know, and uh, and that oh, yeah, talk I mean, about yeah. it, talk about a test. To I mean, you kind of get them out of the way. That's that's nice. But if you can right. pull a fast one on these guys, oh yeah, I, I take it. Well, and think about it, and that's where it comes in. I mean, if you've got Adrian Fry, Jamarcus Ingram starting at corner, Eric Monroe, Demarcus Fields starting at safety, Zach McPherson starting at nickel, and you're going into Texas with that group, assuming it's all healthy. Those are guys yeah. who have played a lot of big-time snaps. Like, honestly, Eric Monroe's probably played the fewest big-time snaps, and that's just because of injury. I feel mm-hmm. pretty good about that group. Oh, yeah, and you, you got know? two weeks of preparation. Yeah, I mean, I, and with backups being, you know, Adam Beck, Thomas Leggett, Alex Hogan, Dadrian Taylor, like, I mean, that's They've seen on Texas. paper, again, on paper – that's as good – it goes back to what we've said in several of these groups. On paper, that's as good as you've been in a long time. Yes. It's, and the, I the think pieces are there. They just have to do it now. In the past, we were hoping for guys to outperform what they put on paper. The paper's here, you know. Yeah, and that's something that we're going to, you know, more than likely you talk about whenever, uh, you know, I start doing the previews and whatnot. Um, but just that Texas game, I mean, last year they lost you know, 24 to 49. And uh, I can't remember too many plays that stuck out, but you gave up 22 points in the second quarter. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, big play after big play after big yes. play. And then but you had the lead 14, so your offense is working for you. But then, uh, you know, you give up 75-yard pass, that Devin uh, Duvernay play. Yep. That pretty that's much – I mean, then, it, then you started, here we go again. You know, that's yep. when that starts. And, yep. you know – like I said, on paper, these guys should be good. You know, you're play. You know, you're gonna get beat. That's the that's the you you play corner, you play safety. That's part of the the part of the deal. But you need guys back there who aren't scared. You know, who can make plays, who find the ball. And you know, I just read the guys who I think will be starting. I trust all those guys. You know, mm-hmm. and it feels weird. <laughs> you know, to be completely honest, but. I don't know. Any other guy we didn't to, talk about that you want to mention before we uh I think we covered up? everything, but usually you quiz me and I'm I'm looking back at the Texas game. It's All right. Time for you. Okay. 
So first, give me, uh, give me the two leading receivers when we played Texas for the Red Raiders. Obviously, we know one. Sean Carter. Uh-huh. You know how many yards and catches he had? He had like eight catches for 150 yards, two touchdowns. 150 yards on 11 receptions. Okay, 11. With one touchdown. Oh, one. And the second guy? Izukama. Yep. How many yards? 112. 135. Oh. On seven wow. catches. Yeah. Give I can me, remember uh, on that game, we just couldn't con- – like we could drive the ball between the 20s and just couldn't put points couldn't, on the board. Yeah, we couldn't do that. Yep. And give me a UT's leading receivers, top two leading receivers. Duvernay. Mm-hmm. Colin, no. I don't even remember another UT receiver. Was Colin Johnson? Was he even no. on the team? No. Give me guess who <laughs> guess Duvernay's. Yeah, he didn't play. Uh, I don't even I don't even think I could tell you another receiver from last year. Yeah. What do you think Duvernay's numbers were? Oh sh- I already told you he had a seventy five yard touchdown, so I'm gonna say twelve catches. Mm-hmm. How many catches did he have? Six. Six catches for 160. 199. Oh, my gosh. What, was, what is the average there? Oh, well, I'll tell you. I mean, what, 180 would be, what, 30 yards a catch? So a little over 30 yards. If that doesn't tell the season of the story or the mm-hmm. story of the season, I don't know You what. take away the 75-yard catch, then it's five catches for 124 yards. Okay. I mean, still. Still unbelievable. Oh, I Their second leading go, receiver. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, Jake Smith. Don't three know. catches, fifty-one yards. That's a made-up name, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, yeah. Prime example: Duvernay just killed you on six I mean, catches. It, and that was the whole deal. You you play pretty good defense for two or three plays in a row, and then it was just, you know, routes on air mm-hmm. once the ball was going deep, and there was. I mean, how that it, not only is that like terrible, obviously, like to the in, you know, you're giving up big yards, you're giving up points, but it's also just demoralizing for everyone on the field, you know, and and that's why big plays are so important on offense when you're on yeah. offense. And before we go, I almost forgot our uh, our staff buddy for 09 to 806 and back. He says. And this is a little facetious, but how important is it to keep the other team from racking up 40-plus yard passing plays? We allowed two and a half of those per Big 12 game last year. Is that bad? Well, Just two and a half? Hunter, it, sorry, I don't mean to dox you. You just dox It is them. bad. It is bad. And uh, it is important to limit those plays. That would that, yeah. be the easiest question I get. To say so, the least. Yes. All right, so before we go, next week we will have the late, great, my brother-in-law, Will McKay, on to preview quarterbacks, linebackers, special teams. But we're also going to do a mailbag, and I'll post that tomorrow. So get your questions in for Will. This will be kind of our big season preview pod. So any questions you have on the season. Last questions. I mean, it's game week. Next week's game week. Yeah, I don't want a bunch of – don't don't pepper me with Houston Baptist questions. I want, like – yeah, we'll get give to me, that. Yeah, give I'll, me broad, I'll, yeah, we have some plans. Yeah, give me questions on, you know, just the season as a whole, just preview stuff. So, um, Brandon, you got anything else before we sign off here? No, just, uh, you know, excited to get live sports back uh, at the college level. 
And, uh, yeah. you know, glad we've reached this point. Still, Things still need to improve. But, you know, we'll have Texas Tech football next Saturday from the, from the looks of it. Yes. Rest in peace, Mavs. But that's all I got. Yeah, but the stars are about to, about to whoop up what some are magic. Stars? They're, what are stars? What do you mean, the <laughs> hockey team? Just Come kidding. on, man. <laughs> I am very be, strictly. I'm very you're a strictly sports guy. I am football, basketball, soccer. That's about I, I want the Dallas teams to win, but exactly. That's the thing. If you're a I sports not, guy and you don't fit I will really not watch my one gears, second of that. Dude, it's so much fun. You, we need to go to a game. That's we'll all people go to a say, game. We'll go meet McKay. It's so much fun. That's it's what a lot of say. fun. And uh Anyways, they're about to go to the Western Conference Finals if they wrap it up tonight. Oh, no, don't plan the so, parade too soon. They're up 3-1, man. I mean, Oh, oh no. We've seen it happen. Remember so. this, if they blow it. I'll bring this back. And All right, like man, I, well, Like I mentioned I'll last week, though, um, like I mentioned last oh. week, uh, you know, we're still messing with the schedule, so I'm still really, really I'm still really grinded. My, my gears are ground for the Dallas Stars. Because there's no Dallas Stars stance slander. They are losing right now on oh. Monday. Oh, when we're Brandon. recording this, it's one zero in the first period. They're they're a late offense. They get going pretty late, and uh, okay. the Avalanche. I don't think they're that great, but uh, whatever you whatever you have to say to make yourself feel better. Yeah, but, but yeah, and one more rant, little little rant, because I know you want us to to hang, to head out. No, no, you're good. If you're a Dallas guy, I'm yes. not a Dallas guy, but by virtue of visits and it's grown it to be one of my favorite places, yes. I'm a Dallas guy. Okay. I don't understand at Ben Golan. I like the Suns, <laughs> but go Cowboys and go Stars, you know. Or it's like, you know, you flew yes. to Green Bay once and you're a Packers fan all of a sudden, but you're from freaking <laughs> Houston. It's like, come on, dude. <laughs> Anyways, those yeah, guys really grind always, my gears. That's always – I feel like that's old man in me, but I feel like you old just you need cloud? to root – Yeah, you need to root for the teams of where you're from. You do. But, but like I said, that's probably the old man in me, the old man in oh, both of no. us apparently. I agree. <laughs> I know. I think it's the normal – the normal like cool you had cheese and green bay one those if you can't tell green bay fans really ride my gears yeah so you went to say. green bay once you had some cheese and you Going left and said oh go aaron Rodgers." like all right <laughs> come on i don't know anyways you, I, like i said i think we're just old men now but yeah, all right probably. then man well uh i'm excited to record next week's with will and and yes. uh we'll get after it all right see y'all later thanks for listening Change my mind if you ever switch it up. Yeah.